0: Hello and welcome back to the Wishing You Well podcast where we help you navigate your wellness journey each and
1: every week. I'm Amy Albaro. And I'm Catherine Van Eyck. We are both licensed therapists talking to you about wellness because we love it. And today we have a special Q&A. Uh, we do these from time to time. And today we have two questions to, to answer. One about boundaries and one about comparison.
0: Yes. And this is a good time of year to be talking about both of these things and we love a we love a listener QA. So excited to get into this. Living, living, full and well all life, life. to put together. Authentic. We feel it. Take care, Take care, of, of, care ourselves. of ourselves. But we have to start, of course, with our self-care check-in. Mm-hmm. So how
1: are you? How's your self-care? Recently, I brought up how I really wanted to just do some do some little TLC mm-hmm. <laughs> for me. And I did it. I gave myself like this manicure pedicure that I swear was like the best hour ever. I I sent I sent you a picture like, so you know this, but like I put these Epsom salts in the bath with like rose petals in them. I didn't make this. I bought this. And <laughs> and I put my feet in. I had to like sit on a stool. <laughs> get comfortable (laughs) I put my feet in and I sat there for like 15 minutes Mm -hmm. or so with my feet just in the water and I was doing this little like pregnancy meditation while I was in it too just chilling and then and then I had this whole regimen I won't even go over the whole thing but it was like so intricate that like I surprised myself even I was like I didn't know how long it was going to take I had all the time in the world it was a long weekend so I was like I'm just gonna do it and see what happens and like enjoy it. And I actually enjoyed giving myself Mm. manicure, pedicure. It was so weird. And mind you, I left out the painting part. I didn't do the painting part because that was not happening. Well, one, because I don't know when that polish is going to come off. (laughs) So we're leaving it blank, but Mm. I made, I don't know. I just like, it was so nice. I I don't know how to describe it, but it's something that I want to do again. Mm -hmm. Something that like I was Aching to do, but didn't know how I was going to do it or, like, how I was going to, like, actually feel about it. If mm-hmm. it was more, like, I wouldn't quite say, like, chore-like self-care or, like, but, like, I didn't th- think it would be fun because I'm doing it to myself. Right. But it really was. Yeah. And it was really relaxing. I had fun music, like, fun girly music on. Love that. And I didn't entirely know what the process was going to be. I ended up, like, scrubbing my feet twice with this foot scrub. And I was, like, really want to get in there. <laughs> and... Yeah. And I just loved it. Hmm. So that was my self-care. Just, it was being recorded. Okay. So self-care
0: expectation versus reality. So much better. Wow. So much better. Wow. Okay. And when we talked about it, you had thought because it's so intricate that like it would happen in phases, but it seems like you were able to kind of do
1: it. I threw it all in one. Mm -hmm. Cause like, I think I had cut my nails beforehand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I ended up cutting them again because it was, like, days later. i was like, oh, I didn't do it. I have to do it again. (laughs) Um, And my nails grow so dang fast. So, yeah, my feet are, like, a little bit softer Mm -hmm. now. Now Mm -hmm. I just have to keep it up. Yep. And, yeah. Wow.
0: Well, that's good. I'm happy to hear (laughs) that, like, it was relaxing and not just, as you said, like, a chore. And the, the,
1: like, bath looked so pretty. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) It's really nice. So to anyone out there, you know, who want to explore, Mm -hmm. giving themselves a little spa, little spa hour Mm -hmm. might not be as, as. Was that how long it took? Like an hour? I think it was about an hour. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Mm -hmm. a little less, Mm -hmm. but I really wasn't keeping track and I was just doing it and Mm -hmm. seeing what happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cause I feel like with things like that for me
0: anyway, that's what sometimes prevents me from doing it is it feels like so daunting and that it's going to like take
1: forever. And it sounds like, no, an hour's doable. Yeah. Doable. Yeah. Like if you have the time, yeah. obviously. And maybe if you know that it's going to be nice mm-hmm. and now, you know, it's going to be nice. Right. So do it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. It, I- and like, I was really adamant about like, I'm going to make this so good. Like, it's going to put nail people out of business. <laughs> it's going to be really good. And that's how I felt. That's how uh-huh. I felt after it. I was like, I did such a better job than they do. Yeah, yeah. Because I actually like did everything that I need without having to ask them and be so awkward. Like, can you rub my legs a little more? Mm-hmm. Like, can mm-hmm. you like get those gross calluses off my heels? <laughs> like, I did it. <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah.
0: That's good. So you'll do it again. I will do it again. Recommend. Yes. Okay. Okay. How about you how are you how's your self-care good i'm feeling self-conscious about my state of my heels um but i do i am um i I am going to get (laughs) a manicure pedicure after this um which i loathe but it feels like i kind of need it need it but my self-care is in like the this is i don't think this is a self-care that i've ever referenced and it is definitely in the chore like self-care and it, I guess it's in the physical self-care bucket, but I have made a ton of doctor's appointments um, and like tomorrow I'm having blood work done and it's blood work that I've been like wanting and needing and pushing off and made a dentist appointment. So that's coming up. I found a new dentist. I'm looking into getting a new PCP. So like I'm doing that kind of self-care which is like, not glamorous, um, but is still self-care nonetheless, and is really, really important. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's something that I often like push off mm-hmm. it, like, because like, going to a doctor's appointment in the middle of the day is not convenient. I mean, you you know, you've just like gone through, <laughs> you're probably at the doctor all the time. <laughs> um, and so I feel like it's so easy for me to rationalize, like pushing it off or waiting till next week or next month. So I have, like, kind of like
1: have the things booked and yeah, I'm going for it. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, one huge part of wellness is your little physical health Mm -hmm. and people, you know, either are just thinking physical health, like physical health, like exercise Mm -hmm. and physical health, Mm -hmm. like, you know, working out, but keeping up with your appointments Mm -hmm. and going to them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So so important. Yeah. You got to do it. But also so easily pushed off. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. I know I'm definitely not alone in, in like procrastinating the appointments. And I was actually, I was meeting with a client and it was having me think about like procrastinating these appointments. And I had a light bulb moment where, cause she was kind of saying, um, she's kind of navigating through some health things and feeling ambivalent about going to the doctor and she, she and I both had a light bulb moment at the same time, which was like, Oh, I just, I don't like my PCP. And I was like, Oh, I, and I was thinking to myself, like, I really don't like my PCP. It feels like even more of a chore. And so I was like, okay, I I just need to find a new doctor. And that, I think that will be so much more like motivating isn't the
1: right word, but like encouraging to go. Yeah. Well, and also it's not like just finding a new (laughs) PCP that is really annoying work mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. oh who takes my insurance right. that's like number one yeah. and then it's like well where are you that's number two or maybe it's where are you then who takes my insurance and then it's like then it's the vibe right
0: vibe philosophy like even um like uh what's it called bedside manner yeah. that kind of stuff and of course in doing this work like it's not a surprise that i like appreciate a holistic approach to things which okay. sometimes that's up against you know, uh, like the West, Western medicine. Um, and so like finding someone that like can, can hang with my like dietitian that I'm working with or, mm-hmm. you know, might not like, doesn't just throw uh, antibiotics down my throat, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. So, and that is even a layer deeper and, and which makes the search harder. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's my self-care. Great. Yeah. Main coursey. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I, yeah, main course, but like maybe three course meal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're checking so many of them off. Mm-hmm. Dentist, mm-hmm. yikes! Have not been to the dentist in a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. That's
0: amazing. Yeah, I also need eye doctor coming up soon, but I I need a new pair of glasses, so it like feels feels like fun, feels like shopping.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one's different. <laughs> it
0: is. It is different. I don't know why. So yeah, I'm do I'm doing all the things. Good for you. Yeah.
1: Thanks. All right. Should we get into the questions. Let's do it. In case this is your first wishing okay. you well episode, right? We're going to maybe give a little advice, which is funny for us because we don't do that in therapy. Mm-hmm. But we're not your therapists here, right? <laughs> Even if you're a listener and you're a client, mm-hmm. this is not therapy, so right. this is different, and we take a little bit of a different approach here, right? We take the opportunity to be a little more direct, maybe. Yes,
0: and give a little more guidance than we normally would if we were in a different role. But you're right in this. While we are therapists, we are not these people's therapists. (laughs) So definite disclaimer, this does not constitute medical advice by any means. But it's, you know, we'll give our therapist take on these on these questions. So, yeah, why don't you go ahead and kick it off? All right. So first question.
1: My husband and I have been trying to put up boundaries with his family and mine for years. For example, if we're coming to visit, our family will insist on us staying for longer than we planned. It's getting exhausting telling them over and over that we live far away and it's too hard on us to extend our stay. They just don't listen and keep pressuring us to the point that sometimes we cave and do it to save us from the inevitable battle this is just one example of many but how can we be any more clear with our boundaries so they're not crossed
0: this is a really tough one i resonate with this and um and it's it's hard especially when you can kind of like anticipate um what's going to happen before it happens mm-hmm. um so this is tough i mean boundaries are really hard and they they're even harder when, um, it feels like someone is like continuing to just like ignore them, ignore them, continue to push up against them. Um, so, uh, sorry, listener that you're navigating through this. You're not alone. And I guess one of my first questions is what is the relationship like with you and your in-laws? Like what, what is the history there? I like, really want to be curious about that. What is your husband's relationship? Like with his family, again, like trying to understand the dynamics of a situation. That's why doing this is really tough because mm-hmm. we don't have all, all that info. I'm also curious about, is this a, is this, do you feel like you and your husband are on the same page around this? Like, are you, are you someone who's like, I'd really rather not. And he's like, ah, it's fine, but. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think I'd really want to be curious about like the dynamics there, and like again, this is your your husband's family, so like trying to get a sense of where he might.
1: Well, it's it's his and it's and it's theirs. Oh, it's okay. It's both of theirs. Both of theirs. Yeah, they're both trying to set boundaries. I
0: see. I see. So Mm -hmm. visiting, if we're coming to visit our our family, wants us on staying for longer. Okay. Okay. So it's unclear about whose family it is but maybe it's both.
1: Yeah. 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 Right. With his family and mine. Got it. Um. So that, that I guess
0: would be important to kind of start. I'd also be curious what pressuring sounds like and what that brings up for the listener. Like if they're like, you know, is it a guilt trip? Like, oh, you don't want to spend any time with us? Or is it like, a a true imposition. Like we just decided, you know, we think, we think we'd really enjoy to stay some extra time. So like, again, wanting more information there, but I would really try to be mindful for the listener about like when this quote unquote pressuring comes up, like what is coming up for the listener? Like, how are they internalizing that? They referred to what happens as a battle. Is it really like, what is, what is really the outcome? And so trying to like I I know that with like emotional situations that they might get inflated in in our heads our perception might kind of cloud what's actually happening and so like if you're going into something thinking of it as a battle that's how it's going to feel but it might not actually be
1: that mm, contentious Does mm-hmm. so that make sense? Yeah. And no, I hold on for a while. No, I think you're raising a lot of good questions and rightfully so because we don't have all the information and yes that does make this tough. So I think that listener, if, you, if you're listening, that asking yourself these questions is really important to figuring out where you can take this. I also think that maybe for the sake of the question, like giving a little more, like if if, if we, if we were to make some assumptions here mm-hmm. to to maybe give a little more detailed guidance, like. We were to assume here that this is a team effort Mm -hmm. and it's with both Mm in-laws and they're both struggling to, to set up these boundaries with their respective families. And now also trying to back each other up because let's say that this is the situation that they're, let's just say that this couple Live their life very differently than both of their families. Mm-hmm. So that alone is creating a lot of tension. Right. And holding up this boundary means you're not engaging with the family. Like you're you're rebelling from the family. Mm-hmm. And so this couple has felt like that for a long time. Mm-hmm. How, how can they uphold this? boundary with a family that says if you put up this boundary, it doesn't make sense to us because mm-hmm. it means that you don't want to be part of this family.
0: Got it. Okay. Well, first I love that you're, the assumption is also that they uphold the boundary. Because that was another They're trying. <laughs> Well that well that was that because that was something that I also wanted to speak to. Um sometimes we cave and do it to save us from the inevitable battle. It's like um a t- toddler and a temper tantrum. Like you can say no nine times, but on the 10th time, if you say yes and cave, then that kind of reinforces the behavior. Mm -hmm. And the same is true with a boundary. Like if you, if you hold it, you have to hold it firm. Even it's, that's really, really hard to do. And it sounds like within these dynamics and within those assumptions, it's going to be really hard to do. But if you cave that, yeah. essentially means you're starting back at square one with starting about setting yeah. A boundary. so yeah staying staying trying to uphold the boundary I think the way that you posed the question is making me think of our adult children episode and trying to think about like what it is that the sets of parents are actually wanting and how to kind of communicate on that level yeah. right like um mom and dad like I I I I see that you really want to spend time with us. I love when you're here in order for us to like continue to enjoy the time that we have. it's really just helpful for us to like have this schedule um, so that we don't grow resentful. like I want to look forward to you coming and um, I sometimes feel um like it it gets, um, it gets challenging. To continue to enjoy it if you if you prolong the stay past what we agreed on and so like trying to almost stay in the relationship and in actually what's being communicated like i you're I, again another assumption is i enjoy spending time with you i don't know that that's true or maybe it's spending time with you is important to me um being part of this family is important to me um it might look different than what what you expect or what you might like um but this is it, if I'm thinking about myself, like, if I know that, that we're, we're going to see you for these three days, then it allows me to be like, so full in for those three days. Do you know what I mean? Like, so trying to have being so transparent, uh, yeah, more of a transparent conversation and leading with the relationship rather than it be about like, um, you know, just like someone like continuing to cross boundary, crossing a boundary is, a, I'm not, I'm not excusing this and, and, and for different boundaries, this this might not uphold, but there is some communication that's happening with the crossing of the boundary. There's some communication from the parents that's happening with it being a battle and it being a pressure. And so like, that's what I would try to be curious about. Like, it seems like you really, really want to spend time with us. It seems like, like, what does it mean to you when I say like, only like we have these three days, like, it seems like, are you feeling rejected? Like, so I would try to like, bring it, more to a conversation bring more transparency get more to the emotion rather than like this is passive-aggressive what's happening the pressure and the boundary push it's so passive-aggressive so I would take the passivity out of it and just be more like confrontational not Mm -hmm. in a not in a conflict way but like just talk about it yeah I don't know what do you think
1: no I love that and I I think when we've talked about confrontation in the past that people automatically think that it means bringing on conflict Mm -hmm. and not resolving conflict Mm -hmm. that is like under the surface there, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. so passive Mm -hmm. that people just aren't talking about it Mm -hmm. and that bringing it up actually helps Mm -hmm. because people have this assumption that bringing it up is just going to stir things up. Bringing it up means you're, you're laying it out on the table or, and it's not going to be, you know, received well. And, and they might not receive that well still as, as, as articulate as you can be. And as, as, as clear as you can be, they still may not like it. Mm -hmm. They still might not, might not understand it Mm -hmm. and their misunderstanding of it. And their, or their even like lack of desire to understand it, because sometimes families are just so stuck in, this is the way it has to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, depending on the hierarchy of your family and how that works and the culture of your family and how that works, that people might just not want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And that's not on you mm-hmm. to try and then have them grasp it somehow. So you can be as clear as you want, but it might not work. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I'm saying it might not work. Like it might not work in a way that then leads you to this beautiful place of like harmony and and love and peace with your family. Like, no, it just might mean like, all right, I put out that boundary and I'm going to keep putting up that boundary and I'm going to keep putting it up Mm -hmm. in this way Mm -hmm. because this is the best way that I can be a part of this family. Right. And that, like, like you said before, that, consistent, that consistency around putting up that boundary is the most important thing Mm -hmm. because like we've also talked about before, we all like homeostasis. We all like things to stay the same. And so once something shifts, something's going also to, something's going to shift with that too, eventually, but you have to keep shifting it, shifting it, Mm -hmm. shifting it Mm -hmm. out of that regular gear. Right. or else it's not going to get the practice. Right,
0: right, right, right. And I think that there is an element of, if if doing that, like if you continue to uphold the boundary and stay firm in what it is, that another piece of what will probably need to happen is some element of radical acceptance of like, I, I'm going to uphold this boundary. I'm going to receive some pressure or hear some annoying comment, like, and not like an is what it is sort of thing around it, but like, okay, I know this is coming. Like, how can I arm myself over using the battle analogy? Like, how can I arm myself to know that I'm probably going to get some pushback here? Like, what do I need in order to like stay grounded
1: and stay firm in this, in this boundary? Right. Um, Just because I'm going to get pushback doesn't mean I have to cave. Yeah. Doesn't mean I have to give in. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're expecting that pushback, like right. what are you going to prepare yourself with and right. knowing that that pushback could happen? Yep. It's
0: okay. a tough one, listener. Tough, tough one. Keep us posted. All right. Should we move on to the next one? Yes. Okay. Wait. And before we get into our next question, well, reminder, you can send your listener questions to at com. We love hearing from you. This next one, you ready? I work really hard, and I'm proud of that. But when I pull away from that, whether it's out with friends or just scrolling on Instagram, all I can see is what my friends are up to. They're all married with kids, have bought homes, and seem like they're thriving. I look at them, and I think about how I have nothing to show for what I've worked for. I know that comparing myself to them is not helpful, but I don't know how to stop. How can I be happy for them and, at the same time, feel good about where I'm at?
1: For those listening, Amy and I just pouted... Both made crown faces. <laughs> I I just feel so bad that this person's not seeing that they still are thriving. Like, okay, they're proud of themselves, but like mm-hmm. they're not seeing that as like enough me- of enough merit because they don't have a family with kids and you know, marriage mm-hmm. that that's what they're measuring themselves up against. So I I just feel so bad that they're not seeing this as two totally different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um you can have what you have. And, and I'm sure that this person, it, what, what they're proud of and the hard work that they put in, they, they do have something to show for it. Maybe they're, maybe they're high powered executive somewhere, or maybe they're just out there like helping the world. And maybe that's, that fills them up mm-hmm. and that's enough. And, and listener, that is enough. Like you're totally thriving. If you are if you're doing these things and you're proud of them, mm-hmm. that's, That's it. Mm -hmm. With that, I will say that I think that there's some questions here (laughs) (laughs) that, you know, when often when we compare ourselves to people, we're thinking about uh, obviously like what we don't have, but we're thinking about what we don't have because that thing that we don't have either is something that we want because it's important to us and if that's the case listener then i want to explore that with them like what is it about the marriage and the kids that is missing from their life that they want and that and, and, like what is it about that that they're not also working equally as hard to try to get mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or this is just a societal expectation and listeners just caught up in I feel like this is what I should be successful in. Like th- this is what means success mm-hmm. and I don't have that. So therefore I'm not successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, well, that's just a bunch of horse shit. <laughs> 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 um, but at the same time, I totally get why, you know, you're caught in that because we all get caught in what we think we should be right, you know, doing and, and achieving. So right. Right. Get
0: it. Yeah, right. But I think that's a good a good note is is yeah, are you comparing yourself to something that you actually even want or are you comparing yourself against a standard that might be influenced by the way you were socialized? Mm-hmm. Um and and I I do like that as you were saying that I was thinking about other times where we've talked about similar-ish things where it's this this comparison this feeling of lack um, of not having something is information potentially about something that you might want um and so to spend time with that like um are you someone who wants to be married and have children and have bought a home are those goals that you have for yourself um so the the, the comparison might be pointing you in a particular direction around something if it's not if you look at these people and they just like maybe have different things or have checked up different boxes than you and that's just what it's about um and maybe you're feeling a little left out or you're feeling i don't know different um then that might be about something completely separate like you're saying about society um and so like try to lean into what this comparison or the feelings that come up around the comparison might be telling you um And I think like it really good, just a really good, maybe cliche um, piece of advice that you can apply to pretty much anything is um, if you focus on the lack, that is all that you'll see. But if you focus on what you do have, you'll see that as well. And so rather than like, uh, well, I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't, I, I still rent. Okay. But what do you have? Or rather, okay, and what do you have? And so focusing on the abundance rather than the scarcity around it could be really helpful because every time you kind of like I'm envisioning, like kind of turning your head to the side to like look around you, you're turning away from yourself and from your life. Thanks. And um, and so like, how can you like turn toward yourself again um, to pay attention to the things that you've already created for yourself in your life?
1: I love that. That's so beautiful.
0: Thanks. But it is hard to do like, you know, like that's why mindfulness is such a good practice because just that, that idea of like turning your attention toward something is a practice. It's so hard. They, they're talking about just being with friends or being on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, uh, a couple hours a day as, as we are, maybe just me, you're, that's so many opportunities to look away from yourself. And so like the act of like, again, turning toward is a, is a practice. And so it might take time and it might not feel completely mm, authentic to like, just try to pay attention to what you do have in your life. It might feel hokey or it might feel cheesy, but it does help settle like some of the the feeling as though you're not doing enough or having enough or
1: being enough. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that those hokey and cheesy things Mm -hmm. are out there. Like they're, they do work. Mm -hmm. They're not like out there just to poke fun at something. Mm -hmm. Like they're really powerful. Um, I used to feel that way about affirmations. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I started doing these pregnancy affirmations that are like part of this app that I'm on. And the, like at first when I started to hear them, I was like, (laughs) okay, I'll repeat after you, but I don't really like believe it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm repeating it and I'm like, yeah, I'm repeating this and I feel great from this. Like Mm -hmm. it really, it really does do something. It shifts your thoughts around yeah. um, the more you expose yourself to something that you're trying to like recalibrate or recalculate.
0: It literally rewires the brain, like wild. And and I, I love that you shared that because yeah, whenever we might do something new or different, it might feel a little hokey or you're like, you're going through the motions or you might not completely buy in, but the repetition around it, the consistency that seems to be a theme today, consistency around it is is what actually helps like connect different neural pathways in our brain. Like that's pretty freaking powerful. And so yeah, like the continued practice of of noticing for yourself. And and maybe, maybe if 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 you're listening, but not this listener who wrote in, maybe you're not at a place where you're feeling proud or maybe you're not at a place where you feel like you're kicking ass in any area of your life. Um, You can still build this habit by noticing like the small moment, like a moment of happiness or a moment of pride or a moment of encouragement or confidence or um, just feeling good. Like just a moment is all that it takes to build a glimmer, a glimmer. Yes. A glimmer that also rewires the brain and this in, you know, It's the opposite of a trigger. So Mm -hmm. yeah, keep your eyes out for the glimmers. Mm -hmm. And if you look for them, you will find them. That's been another theme. It's been coming up a lot in my work of like, you will find what it is that you were looking for. And so if you are looking for all the ways that you're not enough, you're going to find them. But if you're looking for all the ways that you are, you're going to find those too.
1: Mm -hmm. Couldn't help but have that high school (laughs) musical
0: (laughs) song. (laughs) Want to sing it? (laughs) I have control.
1: Yeah. But it works. It does. It fits. It fits. Any allows So the last part, like the actual question part of this, how can I be happy for them at the same time mm-hmm. feel good about where I'm at? I think that that just kind of comes along with the same kind of practice we're telling them to to build here. Mm-hmm the more you turn inwards the more you look at yourself and the the better you feel about where you're at the more the more joy you can have for somebody else um the more you can be there for somebody else the more you can truly be happy for somebody and so th- so the two really go hand in hand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: that's such a great point you're right like if you can like feel more full internally, that that does give you a greater capacity to, um, to really be happy for others. Um, and I think this listener is already like on the right track or on a track or path to that because they included that and in there that yes, it, it it is actually possible to be both to be happy for someone else and feel good about where you are that like, understanding that you can hold those two things at the same time that it doesn't need to be Either I'm happy for someone else, or I'm okay, mm-hmm. um, and that seems like with comparison, it tends to be in that that either or trap, that all or nothing trap. And so, again, I think the use of and here is really really helpful. Like, I'm proud of myself, and my my friends are, um, you know, married and have kids. Like, yeah, see, there it is. They both they both exist at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, And so just trying to notice opportunities to like insert that and there. And maybe that's like a a practice is when you start to notice yourself comparing, like, ah, like another one of my friends got engaged and like what's on the other side of that and that you can insert about yourself. Okay. Well, you're doing great. Stick with that pride that you have. You can take it. And start practicing. Yeah. Okay. So, thank you to these two listeners who sent in their questions for us. We hope we helped and uh, let us know. Let us know what you thought of our feedback. And you can always, again, send us questions or really anything, any topic ideas. Um, but we love questions from you to wishing you well at revivecfw.com. But we really thank you and appreciate you. Being here for listening, for following along, for your ratings, reviews, subscribes <laughs> to um, all of the follows on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We really, really appreciate it. Um, we also appreciate all of you subscribing to our YouTube channel, Revive Center for Wellness. If you're not there, go check it out. We have full length uh, podcast videos up, and we also have our bonus weekly podcast, Reactivity TV. Um, where you can watch our therapist takes and uh, reactions to all things trending, movies and TV. So go check that out. You can also follow us on Instagram at revive CFW. You can follow Catherine at Catherine Van Eyck, me at Amy Albero, LCSW. Check out our website, revivecfw.com. And one last time, send us emails to Well at revivecfw.com. Until next time, we are wishing you well.